Hey, what's up guys? I'm your host Adam today and today we're going to be doing a special episode where we have our old uh, co-host back from season one, Daniel Tahoon. Hey guys, what's happening? You know, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I feel like it's been a long while since you've taken me on the show. Yes. And, um... So today we're... Wow, whoa, whoa. We need to to stop here. What's up with all these pleasantries? (laughs) And you are not Matt, and I'm (laughs) Chris. What do you mean? This is my podcast. Look, we... We let Adam out of the cage for one second to go grab a beer. And we come back, you guys are doing our podcast. After one year, yeah. this is the first thing he wants to do out of the cage. You have to keep him in the cage. Can't keep what Adam you? in the cage. Apparently not. Jesus. God damn. All right, we'll let you do it this Like, we'll let you be on. Yes. That's it. Thank you, Andreas. God. And for Daniel, Daniel's just been hanging out with us this whole time. We just yeah, he's been pretty yeah. quiet. Adam's yeah. the only one who talks to him. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. Yeah. But uh, welcome back, guys. It's a pleasure to have you. We have the gang back. The boys are back in town. Oh wow! <laughs> are we gonna play that song in right now? Is that what the song's playing right now? Is that what's happening? Okay. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about what's recently happening, right? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm going to say it three more times. Uh, but how about this? It's just, Adam, what have you seen recently? Oh, wow. We're going into that. <laughs> um, so, I mean. The first move you made out of the cage was to the microphone, yet you're not prepared <laughs> no. for the episode. <laughs> Don't lock my phone. Um, so you going to change the, the structure. In I the think, two you know. years of, of me not being on. Uh, I'm actually just started getting back into Silicon Valley. Season four started. Interesting. Uh, HBO, TJ Miller. HBO, man. Um, are you guys fans of that show? Love it. Show. First three seasons. It's a pretty yeah. good show. Yes. And um, I feel like they really get the stereotype spot on. Oh yeah. Why yeah. is that? Why do I? Why are they? they? Why are this? Why do you feel like the stereotype? Well, is no, spot just on? a lot of the jokes there. There's a lot of like little inside jokes about um, about programming that I, I feel like. They're really funny. Because um, Adam's an insider, guys. I'm an insider. Yeah, you're an I'm insider. insider in this <laughs> Are you an inside trading? Or I like, am. Uh, I'm known to do some... Shia LaBeouf Some web status, development. Money here and there. Leaps. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I really like the show. Um, and then we're in season four. Uh, Pied Piper is um, still going on. Um, but they changed it now to a chat. Uh, a video chat. At least company, for now. At least for now. And then um, the whole premise of the show, or like how they've been advertising it before the season started, was that Richard Henkins, he, uh, Richard, yeah, Henkins, who is... Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, Henkins. God I was damn it, Adam's <laughs> blowing this, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty bad at this. Richard Hendrix, <laughs> Dick H- Hendrix, um, <laughs> Dick Hendrix is um, starting his own company. He wants yeah. to create a new internet. Um, that's kind of the plot of this. So he kind of that sounds pretty off. absurd. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. In itself, right? I'll, I'll piggyback off of this with you, Adam, because mm-hmm. I've been watching Silicon Valley this season too. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I wasn't a fan of like the open the first the season premiere that much. Yes, it was a little like it was a little stale. It was, but it seems like they were setting up something great because this episode on this past Sunday yes was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. The whole yeah. uh, user's dilemma. Um, yeah, not to, to spoil it too much, I guess. But There's uh, a great scene with a focus group at the end. That <laughs> it's very funny, yeah. Who thinks it's hella lame? <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, sports with Matt guys. <laughs> Deal with it. So yeah, I'm I'm I've I really like the show. Very cool. Uh, very cool. Definitely Anything if you guys are a fan. Uh, I watched. I finished this the first season. I guess the only season of. Uh, Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies? Oh, yes, yes. The series. Yeah, we yes, talked about yes, it last episode. It. What are your uh, impressions of it? I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard, though, from some people that it is an, an extension of Pretty Little Liars or a is more it? adult I, version I, of Pretty Little Liars. I didn't really. Oh, I can see I've that. I've never seen Pretty Little Liars, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't watch But ABC I mean, just by the titles, we have Pretty Little Liars and Big Little Lies. Who is your fave? Um, oh, who is my fave? Um... I really like uh, actually it's not that easy. <laughs> what? Um the um what's your name? Just uh for the, more context the, for you name? listeners <laughs> out there. Adam <laughs> when the, he said what's her name, he was wiggling all his fingers in the air very creepily. The girl on the show. The, lady. <laughs> <laughs> the girl, the lady the who has a child. The, show about the one the that girls. has a child. The one with the twins. Oh, oh, Nicole, oh Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Um, I really like that whole. Yeah. I think her storyline was was my favorite storyline. I think it was why because she was being beat. Well, I think yeah, that I think pretty, spoilers yeah. with Matt. I think that storyline <laughs> is kind of what makes it gripping. It's yes. like the, I mean, except um, the other storyline with Everyone the rape, pretty good. Yeah. But like, I feel like she was the one that you kind of like. It was those scenes were the ones that were. They happened the most, I guess. Mm-hmm. Her story, her storyline was the most present, and so those scenes were kind of what, like, I don't know. They sent the they sent the chills down your spine of the show. They were the ones that kind of made you feel like emotion. I feel like a lot of it was kind of like gossip. Oh yeah, in the, the begin in the beginning, it, right. it just seemed like gossip, and then that was kind of the first instance where you like. No, but this is kind of violent. You know, this is really aggressive. That's right. You know, this stuff is this and stuff hot. is serious. Daniel you know? needs that. Yeah. Daniel needs that. Yeah. I'm just saying. I feel like it made this show a bit more serious. This is a little more than Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's murder on that show. I don't know. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah, but is it like so. teenage murder? Where yeah. Like, you don't. That doesn't count. Someone. <laughs> you could murder a bunch of teens. Nobody cares. Um, very cool, Adam. Very cool. How yeah. about you, Andres? What have you seen recently? Uh, I'm going. Can, I'm going right to left. Can right? I get into it? I yeah, just, get I into wanna, it, please. I want to talk about something. Getting into yeah, it. Get I do. All up love in getting it. in. I want to talk about something we didn't get the chance to talk about last week. Oh, which is ringing bell. Oh shit! Yes, yeah. it's like this '70s little anime <laughs> about a tiny little lamb <laughs> who, spoiler alert, turns into a badass ram. <gasps> and dude, this. This might be animated, but it's not for kids. Right, right? and if I could give a little bit more context real quick, Andres, mm-hmm. and I'll let you go. Um, if you heard the last episode, the opening of the episode is, like, one of, like, the famous, like, songs when the lamb becomes a badass ram yeah. with the wolf. Um, and I did... Yeah. Yeah, there's a wolf, it's, baby. Yeah. There's a wolf. <laughs> That's right. And the Spoiler wolf, alert. And the wolf And as absurd as it all sounds, I watched it after Andres introduced it to me. And it was pretty good. Like, yeah. a lot of Quentin Tarantino's, like, dramatic uh, music sounds like it comes from, like, this type of cinema. Yeah. Uh, but please continue. Um, I mean, there's not really that much to say. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with Shirin, the little lamb from Ringing Bell. He's Which, a total badass, and his story is, like, epic and tragic, Which and everyone should go and watch it. It's up, it's up on YouTube. There's a free. definite, there's also a definite connection between Shirin and Shiron. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. interesting, huh? And they both for, end for up the as black fans. black uh, things. Wait, because <laughs> he becomes you know, a one, becomes a ram. The other guy's a black guy. You know, I'm not gonna say he black animal. Black. He starts off with a black. <laughs> yeah, but Shirin in the anime starts off white. Yeah, and then he, he turns into a black ram. So maybe black mammals. They all, they both end up black mammals. This is racist. <laughs> Daniel, what have you said? <laughs> well, um, we actually, it's been a while since the last. You haven't. You've I only tell, seen like tell one us or two everything since. you've seen. No, but in I chronological uh, but order. <laughs> big thing that I that and then I've alphabetical. Done, <laughs> a to big, break the ties. A big thing that I've done. Since the last thing, uh, go through I, puberty. No, I, I volunteered for the Miami International Film Festival. Oh yes, oh, how was um, it for for a weekend? Did and, you meet um, Richard Gere by any chance? No, he was mm. actually at a, another theater. Oh, did you meet um, his gerbil? That was a bit no. Nice that was like the big movie, right? That they all had the one with Richard Gere, right? Um, but I did it for three days on, on a weekend, and um, I got to watch. Um, basically, for every shift you do, they give you a free ticket. Nice. For any movie you want to watch and uh, throughout the week. And I watched three movies because of it. Um, I watched this French movie called The Dancer, which um, was beautiful um, cinematography. It took place in, like, turn of, like, 1900, turn of the century, of this French girl who, um, who basically kind of had a very revolutionary way to dance. She would Was she hated on because of it? Yeah, kind of, of course. It was very different. Classic, it was very. Huh? It was like she would take these little rods on her arms, right. and she would attach a clo- uh, like cloth to it, kind of like a like a bed sheet, but it was right. a lot nicer than a bed sheet, and it would flow, and she would basically Ooh. swing her arms, and the the cloth would make beautiful patterns, right? It oh, looked nice. like kind of like water right. or like a flower, kind of like like wolf you know? old and school. she would also use a lot of light, colored light, like blue lights, red light. It would be a whole theatrical show, which was. The controversial part, because a lot of people were like, "Well, the lights aren't you. You're right. not making the." So light. really, her like main influence besides like adding maybe new things to her dance was like increasing production value. Exactly, and, it was kind of like making dancing. it more theatrical, you know, with like lights. And I feel like now, you know, it could be like the the equivalent of like I don't know, adding explosions or like sounds. Oh yeah, for sure. Stuff. I know the next thought, ballet I go to, there's explosions. People people thought it was kind of like um, covering it up. Like that's not right. the true talent. But other other um, so it was just so beautiful, like the way it was shot. Right. Really beautiful. Then adjectives. Yeah. Just beautiful. Missed it on the podcast. Yeah, then need that, that description. Adam, if you keep talking like this, <laughs> you're gonna go back in the cage for another oh, year, man. man. <laughs> I'm gonna fish. Yeah, how how are the fish been? Good, <laughs> organic. <laughs> I got them at Trader Joe's now. Oh, like um, then I watched this movie called Lipstick Under My Burka. Yes, you told me about an, this uh, one. Indian movie. Very, it got a lot of press because it was banned in India Ooh. for being too female, female-centric. Controversial. And that, that gave it a lot of hype, you know, a bunch of people went to the, the screening. They would hate the Golden Girls, am I right? Fucking amazing show. <laughs> it's a good show. They're missing out. Um, but, uh, but, uh, and uh, I, I saw the director talk uh, after she came to the screening, too. And uh, also, very cool, it was about... Um, it was kind of like centered on like maybe these five women 
who were all kind of connected via family or family friends. And they were all going through the same problem of uh, being kind of, their lives being made more difficult by their surroundings. So there was a young girl, and she was kind of she was growing up. Basically, because they're all female. Because they're all some female, and yeah. In some different connections. And it's kind of like how 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 in India, it's people are very sexually deprived, or at least sexually independent. Sounds like Adam. And, um, and so there was like this this young girl who was kind of like a teenager going through through puberty and all this stuff, but her parents were very strict. And uh, they, you know, she like would start wearing jeans to school and ripped jeans. Wow. And kind of, she wanted to be a singer. Scandalous. And and then there was this older woman who was reading this erotic novel, and she had this fantasy about finding this lover. Basically, like every American when they read a Fabio book. It's basically every American. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> and then it was crazy because it was a bunch of things like that. Right. You know, like yeah, and it was really cool how. It was very kind of disjointed because it was a lot of different, like it would cut between five different storylines all at once. Ooh. So it was really cool. What's the runtime around seemed, that? Um, it wasn't that long. Or two it hours. was like maybe between an hour and a half, two hours. Okay, cool. Not cool. too long, but so not it was short. constantly going in between all these different stories. And yet it was still cohesive. Very you cool. know, you never were confused. And then would you the say end, it's very Alejandro and Yurito like, kind of like, um, um, Amores Perros, where he shows like these different storylines that all kind of intertwine together. I've never seen Amores Perros. Oh man, you're embarrassing uh, me. You're talking about like <laughs> not a filmmaker. Sorry, I'm sorry, but um, I, <laughs> but um, and then in the end, it it really in a cool way comes together, and they all meet, you know, and oh, that's okay, like cool. unified. It's a sad ending, but it, it's kind of empowering. Like we're stronger together. I would I would definitely recommend it. Right. Um, that's why I keep Adam by himself because he's stronger <laughs> with others. <laughs> And then, um, and then this was a movie um, by the director Pedro Almodovar. He's a uh, is he a Spanish? He's a Spanish filmmaker. Um, his, some of his movies are The Skin I Live In. That's I think his most famous one. But he came out with a new movie called Julieta. And oh yes, I heard about yes, this one. Yes, and that movie was probably one of the most subtle movies right. I've ever watched. I heard the same, but I heard like the biggest takeaway with that movie because that was almost an Oscar contention. Yeah. Um is the colors. Oh, I heard the no. colors in the film yeah. were like it was popping crazy. Yo. It was just but it was, but it was subtle, you right. know? It would it well, was I heard the plot like there wasn't the really plot. any real plot in there it wasn't too. nothing really happened. Yeah. It but it it wasn't like a Wes Anderson movie. Everything looked like a birthday cake. You know, it was just like the world wow. that they lived in. Yeah, that blew my mind. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. <laughs> never heard somebody compare Wes Anderson to it. I'm not saying that in a bad way. It was spot on. I'm not saying it was a bad way, but like that's his. That's his thing. Things, so, it's very ornamental. So, you know. So, question for you. And I'm sorry to stop your role, but. So you're talking about something with no plot or little to no plot. So you're comparing it to Boyhead. Oh, pretty oh, <laughs> controversy. Okay, one so of the see, greatest films of all time. See, it's not that there's no plot. Okay, there is a plot, but I would say a maybe not a lot happens. Uh, Julieta. Okay. Not I, I guess there's a plot. I won't even bring up Boyhood. But there's not a lot of <laughs> things that happen. Okay. I guess. Let me see if I can explain. So it's like regular more. life. It's basically, it's basically, <laughs> it's basically, I, 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 I will say yes. It was very realistic. Okay. And I will yeah. say yes, Boyhood had some of those things too. Oh my there God. You go. Common ground. <laughs> You're growing up. Yeah. Finally. And so. You're a little mature. And so, um, 
But the thing is, it basically a quick rundown of the storyline. It's basically a mother. It starts off, she's older, and she basically recounts her whole life. Okay. And things happen. She had trouble raising her daughter, right? And then, um, but when you see her as an old woman, she doesn't know where her daughter is. You know, oh. she doesn't know what like where, what she, where what she happened, is where she exactly. disconnect, and that's kind of like it goes from there, and then it goes to the beginning. So it's kind of like that sort of deal, you know. Like mm. so, then the whole movie you're wondering, oh, what happened? But then the way that the story progresses, and then the way that it ends. I don't want. I'm not gonna say the way that it ends, Ooh. right? Are you Ooh. sure this well, is well, basically a we'll have to watch? But basically, you little tease. Basically, you're right about to find out, right? Like what happened? Uh-huh. What's going on with this girl? You know. And then... She's a ghost. No, and then... Bruce Willis' dad. It's like literally they're in a car going to the place where all the answers will be. And then the camera goes up. They're like going through the mountains of Spain. Really beautiful car of like behind the car. The camera goes into the mountains and then end credits. What? So it ends. You just told us exactly how it ended. Yeah, but I didn't tell you why. (laughs) I didn't tell you the plot. So that's what's important. What's important is how abrupt the ending is. It's like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find out. And then it's like, wait. And then in that moment where you're like, wait, you start thinking of maybe, maybe I watched this wrong. Oh, in, shit. In a, in a whole movie, this you're always like, heavy. oh, let's, let's, the ending, you know, everything's happening because of this. Right. But if there is no that. Then what, what is you, everything then else? What is then, it? then it's everything the, else more meaning. I Just think, like yeah. boyhood. <laughs> Just like Boyhood. I will say one thing on Boyhood. Oh, was, look at this guy. He's got a compliment on Boyhood, too. <laughs> it was it's a bit of a good year for you guys. A lot of growing. Was, it was more enjoyable to watch than La La Land. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's, oh that's merely a compliment. <laughs> um, but, um, so which was your favorite of the three? Julieta. Oh, I would have to say. I would have to say Julieta. I guess we have to see who. But, um... We could but, we watch this. But, yeah. I watched it in the theaters. I'm sure it's on some sort of streaming website, mm. on like Vudu or uh, like a torrenting <laughs> thing, you know. But basically, that's my main takeaway. That it was it was really one of the most different movies I've seen, just because like I don't know, kind of it was a lot. I guess I haven't watched it again, but I would really love to. It was a lot about kind of the I guess the relationships of people. And the nuances that you miss because you're, cool. you're thinking about something else. You're thinking about what the, the ending next will be. Thing, yeah. But oh, maybe shit, you should be, that's deep. It's kind of like yeah. you're thinking of the future. Maybe we should think of the present. Whoa. Wow. You know, that's kind of, I don't know. I, that I, sounds I, like one of the best movies of the last five years, Boyhood. <laughs> <laughs> but, very yeah. cool, very cool. And on one other point, I would like to say, I don't know. I volunteered for the Miami International Film Festival. I'm going to be honest, for school volunteer hours. Oh. And it was kind of the most fun thing I could think. But I, I came out with it, I was really impressed. You know, it's kind of, you, you think about, about it, and you're like, I don't know if any of the movies are going to be good. I don't know any of the directors, never heard of any of these movies. But, I mean, of all the movies I saw, I was, I was, because I got to watch some during my shift, too. Maybe not even, I didn't get to finish them. But they were all really above my expectations. So you so, should, so you're saying you should always be open to even directors you don't even Yeah, know. and I was just very impressed by the Miami International Film Festival and I think Shout it's out. really yeah. great. I think Shout out to the myth guys. The, the story myth. is to get out there, volunteer, help your community. Commu- community to your civic duty. There might be some, you know, fun stuff and, along the way. And you might exactly. yeah. You could ask Richard Gere about the gerbil. Yeah. What is the, what is this gerbil? Yeah. Oh there's this yeah big rumor 
That like <clears throat> he's a gerbil? No, that yeah. uh, I don't. I don't think it's a rumor. That uh, homosexuals in the eighties, like you know, during the peak of like AIDS and stuff, well, don't like, throw as, all as, homosexuals. As, as, <laughs> uh, as a form of like pleasure, they would uh, get gerbils and put them up uh, their buttholes. And their gerbils would go down the butthole and, like, kind of come back, and it was for sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then there was this rumor started that Richard Gere was one of those people who liked the gerbil in his butthole. There's, like, a bunch of South he, Park episodes about it. I heard he had to go to the hospital to get the gerbil out of his butthole. Wait, how would the gerbil survive? The gerbil didn't make it out. <laughs> how would it crawl out, then? Backwards. You've never walked backwards, Adam? <laughs> Matt, Matt knows. <laughs> All right. I've seen you crawl backwards in the cage. <laughs> First-hand experience. So wait, does the, the dribble die in you? What? Does the dribble die inside Will of you? Will that make a difference on your decision? <laughs> it's I don't want to hurt any animals. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get I'm this. very pro-animal, so I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks guys for asking me what I've seen recently. I'm really excited to have the band back together. You can talk and about have it. the same. Um, I saw two things I want to quickly talk about. First is a Midnight Special, and I want to highlight this movie specifically because uh, the director Jeff Nichols. I've actually started looking back on some of his previous work, and he's a fine director. Um, if you guys saw the movie Mud with Matthew McConaughey, yeah. he also did this movie Midnight Special. It's more recent. Uh, follows Michael Shannon, a dad who like kidnaps his son from social services and the son has like some sort of like special powers um and he's like running away from like the fbi these like extremely evangelical christians um only to like basically take him to a place where i'm not gonna spoil it away but it's a pretty dope ass movie very little is explained but it really does feel like a genre piece like almost like a close encounter or an et but more adult Ooh, filmed very well I uh, love adult and it has like a lot of emotion to it and it's really funny you brought up Daniel about Julieta how it kind of feels like there is no plot and this there's like more of a plot than what you were making out to Julieta to be but it seems like the, his type of filmmaking is driven more by emotion and characters than plot mm-hmm. and I feel like as we watch more and more and more films or shows that is what really shines the most like yeah. what sticks with you at the end of the day right it's, it's characters kind of, and it's also like there's this idea I read somewhere I think Adam had told me actually a long time ago that like movies are very different from life I guess because movies always have an ending a happy ending sad ending but anyway a problem gets resolved and then credits roll but in life that doesn't really happen right like in life Nothing really ends, except when you die. But I feel like in Julieta, you can't really say that something was resolved and the credits rolled. Because you didn't see the resolution. Because you didn't see the resolution. Maybe there wouldn't have been any resolution. Maybe there doesn't need to be. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So never say you're sorry, basically. Oh, definitely don't say that. (laughs) Okay, perfect. perfect. That's just ridiculous. It's too late to say sorry. Yeah, so sorry, it's It's over. It's too late to apologize. Love means never having to say you're sorry. It's too late. Okay, anyways, so the second thing I saw, which is actually a very popular show right now on Netflix, uh, executive producer Paul Rudd, writer and producer and it's actor. Paul, Paul Rust. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul Rust. Yeah, because I was say Paul Rudd, I do not want to say. And Judd Apatow. <laughs> uh, it's called Love. Um, it's basically following like a millennial couple in Silver Lake, LA, more okay. specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and them going through like the regular trials and tribulations of what is to be like a couple of 
like being in the age of 20s to 30s. Oh, wow. Um, my initial impressions is the first season is kind of tough to watch at times. And the only reason I think this is is because the episodes are too long. And I don't know what happened. I think they answered my prayers because I just got into the second season. And they're 30-minute episodes, and the show's yeah. way better. Uh, the main actors, Paul Rust and I think Jillian <laughs> Jacobs? Gillian Jillian, Jacob? Yeah, Jillian Jacobs. Um, Very good. The episodes were longer in the first season? Yeah, they were an hour each really? episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, and it was like a little too long for like, you know, because yeah. each episode has its own conflict of like the relationship or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I felt like it was too long to resolve or to get to. That's interesting because Judd Apatow usually do, does like half hour shows. Right. Like Freaks and Geeks. Um, Girls, other shows. Um, Actually, Freaks and Geeks was like the 45-minute mark. It was was? between an hour and 30 minutes, yeah. I think now it's half an hour, though. Well, you know what? I'm going back to what you said because it was an hour, but like during cable television, an hour is with commercials. Yeah, that's true. The runtime is like 45, so you're right. Judd is just cranking these things out. Yeah. Yeah. Crashing. Oh, that's another TV show. Yeah, they had their first season on HBO. And his daughter's in love. Another yeah, one really. of his daughters. And she she's puts really them good. in everything. Yeah. She's really good, too. Um, I was a little frustrated in the first season, too, but I think like not with anything really about the show. Technically. The characters were re- the main characters were really frustrating as people, yes. but it, that did make it more real. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's yeah. what, and part of why the show's so great. It feels completely real. The second one, the second season, you, you kind of have to be like more sympathetic to them for like reasons I won't or like empathetic for reasons I won't spoil but it's it's a really good show and it's a really real show and um well because they I think the interesting thing about it is like it's called love and it's about love but it doesn't oh like paint love as like a positive thing oh no no for the most part it's on a negative light or I I wouldn't say negative I'm more on a real side right so it's just real one of them running into like an old person that they had sex with right like mm-hmm. how does that interaction work mm-hmm. and it happens at an office party right so yeah. it's a it's a very real situation for the most part every yeah. time in the show but i no. think it's dope and i think paul rust who is one of the writers and the main actors in it he's really talented. he's really good yeah and what i love the most about the show and i'll shut up is that it has there's like an intimacy about it it has like real Definitely. heart to it yeah it's a real and real it show feels like um, a lightness to it too, which and is a lot great. of good, a lot of brevity. Yeah, a lot of good side characters, including Bobby Lee. Oh yeah, Bobby Lee's. Who, I just good. saw at the comedy store in LA this past week. Oh, he is literally that crazy in real life. I'll tell you that much. Wow, we did cool. just drop the comedy name I, drop just, right there. I, I went there and I saw him. I sat in the front row. I'm pretty excited about it. I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, what were you gonna say? Put your boner away, Andres. Um, Goddamn. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's kind of like uh, Judd Apatow's like bread and butter is showing let's say with like crashing it kind of shows um like uh the lifestyle of a comedian and Mm -hmm. how depressing it could be you know or with girls kind of showing how like four or five girls living in in brooklyn like is not you know as great as as it is you Mm -hmm. know or freaks and geeks which is showing how high school can kind of suck yeah so he really kind of just yeah shows it and it's like uh in its bareness, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if we've talked about Crashing on the podcast. We haven't. I actually saw it, too. That's a great show. It's a great yeah. show, yeah. Uh, the comedian... Pete, Pete Holmes. Pete Holmes. That's he's, how he actually is. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's a hilarious funny. dude. I started watching a stand-up for it. He's like uh, a very positive guy, too. He's a very positive guy. He's a Jesus type of guy. He says that he wanted to make jokes that Jesus would laugh at. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> well, um, what's funny, too, is that I think in one of the episodes in Crashing, also on HBO, guys, check mm-hmm. it out. HBO is, is doing it. 
They're doing it big. And uh, he says that basically, you know, imagine like a dad up on the stage making jokes, except I'm not a dad and I'm not planning on being a dad. (laughs) So that's like the type of jokes that you hear from that community. And there's a lot of really cool um, guest appearances. Yeah, Artie Silverman. Artie Lange is is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. TJ Miller. Miller. Yeah, really good. It's a great if you're if you're a fan of comedy, that's kind of like a great show for you. It really is. It's a good show. Sweet man. Wow, I feel I feel satisfied. I will say one thing on Ooh. crashing though before we move on. It does seem a little derivative of Louis at times. We're kind of depressing. Um, I like this show. I feel like this is a little different from it other different. comedy shows because it yeah. shows like the rise and like the hard yeah. work and yeah, all that, that stuff. Yeah, that is true. But I think that's kind of because I, I, I heard a, a, a interview that. Um, Pete Holmes did with Fresh Air, and he was saying that that's what comedy should be now. Like, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. and Mark Maron has made that the standard that you talk about the yeah. struggles in your life. And, yeah, of course. And, and nothing is hidden from the audience anymore. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, cool. I, w- I would say that his rise is um, pretty fast in the show. Like, they could have... Everything that happened in this show, could every in this season, could have probably been two seasons. Like, he's already kind of... I agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...hitting yeah. it off by yeah. the end of the season. But it is... Pretty depressing sometimes. It can be, yeah. And but comedy is any sort of like, you you you're doing music or you're doing comedy or you're doing anything, before you're famous is very very depressing at times. So yeah, because yeah, it's just like you know you're doing what you love but nobody cares. Let's finish on that nice depressing note, you know, like, <laughs> like Julieta. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, actually, if we're gonna talk about depressing, right? Uh-huh. Where did we leave off on House of Cards last year? Huge depressing note. And we just got word yesterday that they're going to be premiering the new season May 30th, Mm -hmm. ready for all of us to binge and review. Yes. How excited are we for this show? I'm very excited. Fifth season, guys. We've come a long way. I don't, I don't know. I'm not that saying. excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of with Daniel here. I, I stopped watching. I, I don't even know what season it was. What Maybe the fuck? Because, like... Sorry, you can go. No, no, you can go. Like, oh, wow. So, <laughs> Gosh, so, like... Stop kissing each other. <laughs> it was just... So, first season and second season, it's his rise, right? And then I think it was when he became president that I was kind of like, wait, what does this guy want to do? He's not like a... He's not a dictator. But he wants to he wants to just get reelected. He wants to just be there. And I thought that was kind of redundant. I thought that this show is kind of an example of a TV show that's kind of going on for a bit longer than it should. Ooh. I think controversial. I mean the original show that it was based off of went only 3 seasons. Mini season, mini series. You know, I think what HBO is doing really great are these little what um, True Detective should have done is kind of stayed with the one, one season. season. Big Little Lies is just going to be one season. Imagine the, if Big the Li- Night of Ima- exactly. Yeah, imagine if Big great. Little Lies had a second season no, and they all had a new season. and they all had a new problem. That you know, sad. it was like I don't know. They swapped. You know, that'd be such a Pretty Little Liars thing to that's, do. <laughs> that's kind of like what House of Cards. It's just like creating new problems. You know, yeah. now he's at the president. So who's he gonna have a problem with? His wife. Yeah. You know, and now his Russia. wife is upset. You know, and then the next thing I don't know. I just thought. I- that it sounds like you do know, Daniel. It, it sounds like you do on. know. It sounds like, like you have a lot. Like, when is it going to stop? <laughs> it sounds like you're very, you think about the show a lot. <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with Daniel. I thought it was going to be a three-season show because the mini, the UK version was three seasons, and it kind of made sense that the third season would be his downfall. Yeah. Uh, but now we're going on season five. 
But beyond that, I also have to say that just the real news is way more interesting now. That is true. That's oh. another thing. So it's kind of like, kinda oh. it is, it is like the political era we are in right now. Like, how are they going to top, to it. top it? Because, you know, the first season of House of Cards was kind of like the mid-Obama administration, mm-hmm. uh, second uh, second um, election. Like, then it got it, into like it was like Clinton's thing. Yeah, right? yeah, and then but now it's kind of like anything can happen. Like the things that yeah. are maybe being talked about in House of Cards could very well, you know, are, are yeah. being conspir like the, the conspiracies that are in House of Cards yeah. are the conspiracies that we are having like, now. Frank That's, Underwood is just—he's cute. Yeah, he's That's cute, cute. You know, yeah. What? There's actually a point that. Um, what the fuck is you know, wrong with all of you? Um, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, Hassan Minhaj was a, the comedian. Yes, he made yes. a point about that. Yes. Yeah. The House of Cards is kind of like not so cool anymore. Yeah, but that's also <laughs> another show that maybe they could have uh, prolonged him becoming president. But you always yeah. gotta walk that fine line of. You know, you gotta give I the just, audience that what that. they want. Yeah. I, just feel like I don't know. I saw closure. the trailer, guys. I saw the trailer for this season. Well, it and, always looks and, cool. And yeah. Kevin Spacey or Frank Underwood comes out and says that they're coming for 2016, for 2020, for 2024, for 2028, and he keeps going. Damn. So what does that mean? That means be like he wants to become lives. the dictator. That means he's going to try to turn it into the dictatorship. I mean, well, I the way that the last maybe. season ended, he's going to try to do that for the next couple I think terms. that means, because he can run for this term and the next and term. And then Claire. Yes. And then Claire can run for the term, oh, after, that, the term after that. I think they probably, they probably That just have... would never happen in America. Yeah. People <laughs> would get really sick of looking at their dumbass faces. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd make up shit to be mad about, like, oh, he wore his tie weird. You know, exactly. and then they'd vote for Trump because he's hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's something new, you yeah. know. Yeah. Fresh, baby, the... come on. Exactly. I don't it's know. real. I just feel like it'd be it'd be more interesting I'm so if he had some he had some ulterior yeah, motives. Deeply sad. Like if he wanted to bring back like a communist state. Like imagine if that was like in his or back like, pocket, uh, and you knew it yeah. subtly, and you're like, oh, "What's he gonna do to my?" They country? gotta, they gotta go yeah. World War Three. <laughs> they gotta yeah. go World War Three. Anything <laughs> make less it exciting. Ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I'm it's just boring. being a stupid liberal. Right? New policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, Matthew gets roasted. We'll see you next week. <laughs> what a world we live in.